But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. I haven't heard that music in a while. Yeah, and it's now the uh, the uh, Big Ten on CBS starting next season. Right, because the SEC championship, though, was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We got David the Command got Harris here with football's winners and losers. Go ahead, David. Right, an exciting week of football in the National Football League. The guys that get paid not as much as the college guys because of NIL, but still making a little bit of some change. We'll start off with the losers, and the first loser has to be the Detroit Lions. Big expectations. We talked a little bit about earlier in the last segment. Everything is riding on Detroit, riding high. This is the year that they can finally break the playoff curse, win the division, still long shot odds of making the Super Bowl. And then... They go to Chicago. And Justin Fields plays like he's back at Ohio State. (laughs) The defense makes Jared Goff look like he's never played football before. The head coaching, or the coaching on both sides of the ball, average at best, to say the least. They they look like they were outcoached by a Chicago team Mm -hmm. that really was playing with house money because... They don't, like, they're trying to build for the future, and Detroit's trying to win now. So, shout um, Bears is also a winner for me, so shout out to the Bears winning, the Lions, making a lot of people, granted on social media, it's successful anyways, but mm-hmm. for them trying to call for Dan Campbell's firing, Fire the coordinators, fire the whole defensive staff. Okay, no, that, yeah, that's just David, that's David, emotion, David, David. That's an emotional fan uh, knee jerk reaction. Who was who was calling for Dan Campbell's head? Because it sure as heck wasn't me. The, the successful on social media, the fans in the comments saying Dan Campbell doesn't know how to coach and Pierre Goff needs to be benched because they need a quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, well, look, the whole thing about benching Jared Goff, what are you going to do? Hendon Hooker is not ready he to play. Hey, so, and plus he's still got a chance to win. You got to you got to go with Goff. Plain and simple, period. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, in, in theory, you could get Thomas Brady, you know, he's available. He, is we are not getting the corpse of Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, Joe Flacco's out here winning games, and he looks like worse than Tom Brady did last year when Brady was playing. I'm just saying, if you need a quarterback, he's out there. He's not getting signed. Mm-hmm. Can we put that to bed? Eh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, 
continuing to go on with the losers, the Raiders, again, thinking, that, as mentioned earlier, a very awful football game between the Vikings and Raiders. That was one on a last-second field goal, and it, it, I felt bad watching it because, you know, it's football. I'm going to watch football, and I really didn't want to watch the Niners and didn't really want to watch the Chargers either. So I was like, eh, let's watch this game. But whew. <laughs> Both teams were allergic to any kind of offense. Throwing the ball, running the ball, catching the ball. It was, yeah. If you like defense, if you like early 2000s where you're struggling for yards, that was the game for you. But in the of high-flying offenses, 200, 250 yards passing is the bare minimum on a bad day. Yeah. Continuing on with the losers, Kadarius Tony for obvious reasons. Um, Patrick Mahomes for thankfully not fighting the ref because he may have like one punch knocked him out. Mm-hmm. And then that would have been a lot worse than just losing the game. But um, yeah, just that whole situation. And then the people trying to say, well, no, you know, kind of feeding into Andy Reid's narrative of they should have told the coach and just the commentary from former players going back and forth, mostly offensive and defensive players, kind of offensive players say, yeah, that's a flag. Defensive players are like, eh, not really. So, oh, sorry, inverse. Defensive players saying that was a flag. Offensive players saying, yeah, usually that doesn't get called, but with the 10,000, like, we broke that down like the Sapruder film. Like, everyone had a different angle, mm. the angle that the referee would have seen. But, yeah, it's just a mistake in it. Put a damp one and otherwise, yet another competitive game between the Bills and the Chiefs in this continuing Allen Mahomes rivalry. And, I mean, I'll just throw it as well. So... It's not the line of scrimmage wings official whole. It's actually the um, receiver's responsibility to check with the line of scrimmage wings and say, hey, am I good? And Usually then, that's when they point to the Yeah, they, to the, the signal if they're on or if they mm-hmm. go backwards, they're off the line. Mm-hmm. The language is you're on or off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, what I've been – that's what I did when I worked line of scrimmage. That's what I tell them. I mean, if I tell them they need, and I mean, pre snap, I'll tell them, hey, hey, you need to back up. And if they don't, boom, you flag them. Right. I mean, you're taught this while you're playing youth football. Yeah, even, yeah, that's true. That was just a professional blunder, that's all. Okay. Yeah. And it happens, but of course, you know, everyone with their fantasy football leagues and, you know, the death threats that somebody got throughout the week, like, come on. Like it's it's not that like yeah it's a blunder mistakes happen mistakes happen every in every football game you're just not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, last loser for me holding on to a lead and I'm looking at both Monday Night Football games the Packers allowing the legend of Tommy DeVito to continue to rise mm-hmm. and the fact that Will Levis engineered. You know, 
that game-winning drive when Miami could have just easily put that to bed. Also, in that game, it looked like Jalen Waddle wound up in the same spot there as Tony and didn't get a flag, so that just made social media run right for a good 48 hours. But, yeah, you got to be able to close out in the fourth quarter. And in a league where, and in a season where the difference between the five seed and eight seed is a win. You know, the Titans, this could be a game that gets them over the hump. This could be a game that the Dolphins might look back and say, if Buffalo wins the division and we're in the wild card, could we, should we have beaten Tennessee? I don't think the Giants are making the playoffs. I mean, God help us if they do, but yeah. And Green Bay is fighting for a division. I don't want also a wild card, so just just gotta put the game away when you can. David, let me ask you this: Do you view Miami like you view a dome team? Because they, ha- I mean, if it gets into the playoffs, they gotta they gotta be at home if they're gonna win a. Because if they gotta go on the road to say, hey, Buffalo or Kansas City or or Baltimore or Cincinnati, they're in trouble. I I don't know. I think I think that often is good kind of weather hot or cold weather. And I think because they have such a dynamic running attack with Mostert and Achan, um, I think that will travel. So even if they don't need to throw the ball or if Tyree Kill is limited by weather and Tua doesn't have that many throws or yeah, passing attempts. I can still see their running game still causing nightmares for teams. I think right now, I would say Miami's the third best team in the AFC. Hmm. Okay. Well, here, here's one too. Do you think Kansas City is going to have to go on the road in the playoffs at some point? Yes. That's just my opinion, but yes, I'll put that chime in for you. Yeah, unless... Unless Baltimore has a crazy collapse. I think Baltimore, all roads right now look like they're going to Baltimore. Yeah. But honestly, I think Baltimore won't make the AFC Championship game just because I, no. But I don't also, think that they have, I don't think that they have the firepower to contend with Bill's Chiefs Dolphins. But here, here's, here's one for you. Even though the Chiefs would have to go on the road, do you still think that they can still come out of the AFC because of their defense? Yes, and I think playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is a different beast. I think once he gets into a dance, it's win, win or go home. I think that offense will go to a next level, and I think that's where we'll see a lot more Reliance on some of the old guards like the Edward Talaire, um, like the Travis Kelsey. I don't think we'll see as much Kadarius Tony. Um, I think Rashi Rice is going to play a pivotal part in the playoff run. Yeah, I, I still think I think the Chiefs can win on the road. Yeah, they're... I don't. I don't know if Baltimore can. Yeah, I think it's really their defense that keeps them in. But 
I want to jump to the coaching carousel for a moment. I mean, we saw what happened after her. the Chargers gave up 63 to the Raiders. Brandon Staley, he's out. And then we also get the report to, no surprise at all, that Bill Belichick is done in New England after this year. In fact, I heard that he actually got told that he was done after they lost the Colts in Germany. So, but I also believe that Belichick is not done coaching. I think he's going to end up somewhere else. So, where do you think Belichick ends up after this season and who would take his place in New England? I think Belichick is done coaching. I don't he might move to a front office position, but I don't know if he's going to be on the sideline um after this year possible to replace him I pray to the high heavens that is not Matt Patricia because we've already seen that I hope it's not any of the retreads of head coaching personally I would love I mean obviously I would love for him to stay in Vegas but I think Antonio Pierce would be a good um culture shift for New England because he un- obviously understands the Patriot way. You think and he's so? He's not that kind of he's not that kind of New England kind of coaching tree model. Yeah. Like he's not in the Matt Patricia, he's not in the Wise, he's he's more he's more of an old school coach that I think the players would actually listen to and respect. Which is why I think he should stay in Vegas, but I could see him getting an opportunity if New England comes calling it. But it's also, who who does Bill Belichick want to replace him is also the question, because I think he'll have a lot of power and influence as to who his successor is going to be. Well, Here's my thing on Belichick. If I was him... I would retire and want to sit back and relax on the beach somewhere, but I also think he's too stubborn and think he can. He still thinks that he's got it in him, um, and he wants to prove that hey, it was me, not Brady. When it obviously is not that way, I think he ends up in L.A. I mean, Justin Herbert back healthy. I think he works with him. Him, he wants to go there. Here out west, wind playing on nice weather. Her and Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert has killed too many NFL coaches. He's not, he's not the guy that everyone thought he was coming out of Oregon. Oh. I'll, I'll just say that. And he, here, here's my name who replaces Belichick because I don't think they're going to go with any uh, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, or Josh McDummy. <laughs> I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. I think he's going to be, because he recently got inducted into the Patriots' Ring of Honor. Her, He's played there, and I think uh, he's start. people in Tennessee are growing a little bit restless with him. So I think he, I could see him ending up back up in New England. Oh. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know if he leaves Tennessee. I think some of the, I mean, with any fan base, I mean, it's the same thing with people trying to fire Toplin. People just want to have kind of their five seconds of radio fame instead of actually 
understanding the culture and inside the locker room. And everyone wants to make a change when the question is who's going to replace, who's going to replace. You have a person in place that's not, you know. Well, that's kind of like Frank, though. Frank is ready. Think about it. Frank is like that. He wants to get coaches fired. But, like, who are you going to replace the coach with if you're going to fire that guy? Well, right now, I don't have any head coach that I want to get fired. Well, when the Detroit situation was, you know, Caldwell, fire him, fire him, fire Well, who are you going to find to replace the guy? And that's how some of the fan bases are. Well, fire the guy. Fire him, fire him, fire him. Who's going to be a better candidate? Sometimes the team is just ass. I mean, is that really the coach's fault? Or, you know, is it the GM? Same thing. Right? You got to have the talent on the field. And you also, and of course, the head coach can't be a complete bumbling idiot. Right. As we've seen with other situations. Also, comment on coaching carousel, David, who do you think the next head coach to get the axe is? Oh, that's, that's a very, very interesting question. Um, Because I, I, I don't, I don't think Tom... I don't think Tomlin's going to get the axe in Pittsburgh. No, he, he's not. If he if he if he if he leaves, he's gonna he's gonna say I'm done on his own. Yeah. If well, I, first of all, I think he's going to be there for a while. And again, the lo- the local media loves to kind of fuel the narrative of kind of the casual fans have been trying to get rid of Tomlin for a decade. <laughs> um, that is true. Honestly, I could see the next coaching change being in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but that situation is just so much of a nightmare train wreck that they need to clean house just in general. So you're Next saying coach, Ar- Arthur owner. Smith is gone. Yeah. They just need a whole new ownership management group. And that's, They've been trying to say that for a couple of seasons now. Uh, similar with uh, maybe New Orleans, if the season kind of turns downhill quickly. But then again, some people are saying, you know, you lose Derek Carr, you have Jameis Winston, you're still paying overhyped Taysom Hill. You know, you had all this other off the field issues with your star players. Had the Bears not won, I would have said maybe Everflus is kind of his seat is getting a little warm. But other than that, most of them are first and second year coaches with teams that are young or kind of improving. Because I mean, they've said there could be as many as eight jobs open. I mean, we've we know Carolina's going to have one because they got rid of Frank Reich. I mean, hey, Vegas. The Raiders, but I still I still have a feeling Antonio Pierce is going to be kept there because they they play for him. Um, Chargers obviously is open. New England's going to be open. I think you think Atlanta poss- I think that's a possibility. Washington, I think, is a possibility too. I think Ron Rivera has run his course yeah, there. Yeah, I think he's done. Get old gambling, Ron. Riverboat, Ron. Yeah, Riverboat, Ron. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, in, if you look in anywhere else, may, I don't know if Robert Sala gets another year with the Jets because they've been a mess. Maybe Arizona, but again, I don't know. I, 
I, I'm not seeing. I don't think Jonathan Gannon's going to get whacked after one year. I mean, it, it's also Arizona, so who, no one knows. And I mean, there is also the perpetual Mike McCarthy is just every week playing for his job because Jerry Jones. So I mean, that that could be a legitimate like they could get to the NFC Championship game and Mike McCarthy's still fired hmm. just because Jerry Jones is tired. I mean, I I'd, even, I'd even heard Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, but the thing is, they they've just had so they just had guys die left and right, and he's held it together for them. Yeah, I think Stefanski gets at least at least through this season and next season. I think quarterback is going to be a big because I mean that's a big centerpiece because just they just saw him watching all that money, and now you're down to Joe Flacco. So, yeah, you got something against Joe Flacco? No, I just, I just think he shows like this season that Wally, super old veteran, not like Tim Boyle, who was like mediocre at best in college <laughs> and is still in the NFL. But like Joe Flacco was on his couch <laughs> and came in and won an NFL week. I mean. It goes to show that some quarterbacks just have it and others don't, but also going into the bend because you think of Joe Flacco, you think of how far away is Matt Ryan from another call or a guy like Carson Wentz. Like you think of that old guard and in this evolution where we're seeing the likes of C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Lamar Jackson – like all these young, young quarterbacks. Because we don't even have that many older quarterbacks in the league right now. It was Aaron Rodgers before he got hurt. And, you know, do you consider Russell Wilson old? I mean, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff are up there. But, yeah, just in terms of age. I mean, Kirk, before he got hurt, Kirk Cousins was up there. We don't see a lot of older quarterbacks. And this because a lot of teams are getting younger, cheaper, want to have dual, more dual-threat quarterbacks because that's who's been successful in this league for the past five years. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? Well, you met, you mentioned uh, some of the older quarterbacks. Thanks to uh, Matt, I think... I think the next, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he, I mean, he's, I've said, he, I know he's held in on coming back, but I think that's just more the look at me routine. And I think maybe next year he'll, here he'll play, but I think that'll be it for him because he's over, he's over 40 and we've seen that it's, it's, it's become a younger man's guy man's league now. Mm-hmm. Now he, I think Matthew Stafford, he's eventually going to hang it up up because he's been in the league since 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a long time, since 2009. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco was pretty much uh, picked up off the couch. Couch and uh, trying to think who else. uh, else. Russell Wilson, he's been been in since uh, 2012. Oh, he's probably got a couple more years. And then beyond that, uh, 
That it's ba- it's basically all young. It's basically a lot of younger guys that have been running the show. I don't. I can't really think of anybody who's been uh, with a, who's been in the league for more than ten years. Yeah, I mean, a ten-year playing quarterback in this in the NFL for ten years is an eternity. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can even granted Geno Smith was in the league and then out of the league, but like he's having a renaissance on Seattle. But yeah, this league is. If you can get a quarterback through their second deal, like that's a success for any player through their second deal because we know the NFL average career spans three to four seasons. So if you're at the top tier and it's three to four seasons, knowing that they're probably going to draft your backup before the end of your rookie deal. Because in this league, you you need bodies. So it's a testament to longevity and being at the top of their game. That's why and when we think of the, the top-tier quarterbacks, their names always float up there because they have done it over a period of time. And, yeah, we hope that we can have the longevity from the younger players, but... Yeah, you just you just never know. The lasting thoughts because we got to get to the Shoney Atani stuff. Oh man, I think it's just really getting down. It's getting down to crunch time. Time with division races and and whatnot as well mm-hmm. and. We'll see what happens. I mean, right now, uh, Minnesota leads Cincinnati 7-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got that game going on. Anything else, David? We get on out of here with this with this segment in the Shoney Atani because he signed a big contract. But it's deferred. Last thoughts on this? Yeah, no. No, yeah. Football's getting to the tail end, and hopefully we get some good division races. Hopefully we see some teams. Kind of solidify the playoff runs, and it's probably better for the show if the Lions tank and miss the playoffs. But I don't want to wish that on Frank's uh, health mm-hmm. at the present moment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, listen to eighty-eight point three WGTs after further review. Was that winners and losers here for pretty much the NFL? Make sure you listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Make sure you after further review with a picture of Frank Bastard in the horse's head. Make sure you give us a five star if you're listening to us. Our last segment, Shoni Otani, making the big bucks, the big, 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 big bucks here on 88.3 WHTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.